Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God for our meditation this evening comes from Luke chapter 22, verses 47 through 53. While he was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and elders who had come out against him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Thus far, God's holy word. You may be seated. In the name of Christ, who showed incredible restraint in the face of great adversity, dear fellow redeemed. Without a doubt, the occurrences in the Garden of Gethsemane on Thursday evening of Holy Week were some of the most awe-filled events in the whole Passion history. You see very clearly both the human nature and the divine nature of the Savior. He prays so fervently that his sweat is like drops of blood, asking God to strengthen him to, go out, to follow through on his mission. Here we see Jesus at his most vulnerable point in his ministry. And then you have our text for this evening. Here Jesus shows that he is still true God, the perfect Lamb of God who came to deliver us from our sins. Tonight we begin our series, God on Trial, Restraint. We see how the disciples acted without restraint in a situation that was out of their control. But we also see Jesus, who showed his restraint and that he is always in control, even when faced with impossible circumstances. May the Holy Spirit bless our study of his word this evening. Jesus had warned his disciples multiple times during his ministry the dangers that will come with following him. He said, remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Little did the disciples know that they would, be, they would face that very threat the same night in which he said those words. Judas, the one who betrayed Jesus, brought a large crowd of armed, armed with clubs and swords to capture Jesus and hand him over to the chief priests for trial. The response of the disciples is exactly what you might expect. Fear, uncertainty, and raw reaction. Normally we signal out Peter as he was the one who actually struck with the sword but he was not alone. 
Each one of the disciples was frightened as to what was going to happen. And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? It is easy for us to look back on their situation and wonder, did they not realize that they had Jesus standing with them? Do they not remember how he had passed through the crowd at Nazareth when they wanted to kill him? And he passed through without them touching him. Or when they were caught in a massive storm on the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus showed that he had control over that disaster. Yes, the disciples should have remembered these things and trusted that God was in control. Yet their reaction and failure in restraint is indicative of what we all are by nature. You and I have the same God watching over us on a daily basis. And yet, do we always let our Savior take control of our situation? How often do we react rashly and not based on emotion? Peter lashed out with a sword and struck off the ear of Melchus, the servant of the high priest. He acted without thinking and without restraint. He thought that here I am going to die for my Lord and stop him from being taken captive. Instead, he placed himself and the other disciples in danger. You and I might not lash out with swords, but we do often use something that is much more deadly than a sword, our tongue. Whether it be in an argument with someone in private or on the street corner, or whether it is in the comment section on Facebook, it is ever so easy to let our tongues lash out without restraint. We might think we're defending our Savior and ready to barrel through whatever might stand in our way. But is that really what we are doing? Or to our shame, are we acting like Peter and lunging forth in a foolish attempt to take control of a situation that God already has in control for us? More often than not, resulting in harm and not for good. Our Savior demonstrated perfect restraint on that night in Gethsemane. He did not fear the mob of people attempting to arrest him. He knew that he could simply pass through their midst if he so desired, or even call down a legion of angels to fight on his behalf. But that was not his mission. Jesus looked over those who were before him, and he had the same conviction that he has for you and me. Those were sinners in desperate need for a Savior. And as he was the only one who could reach out and heal the ear of Melchus, so also was he their only hope for them to receive forgiveness of their sins from the Father. This was not the fight that he came here to win. His fight was on Calvary. 
During his ministry, Jesus told his disciples, love your enemies. This is exactly what he meant. He could have vindicated himself right then and there and showed the mob that he was who he said he was and why it was futile to try and take him by force. However, that would have resulted in all of mankind being lost. Instead, Jesus showed restraint, knowing that his path to the cross went through this violent mob. He submitted himself to this abuse in order to truly help his disciples and the other people there present. For the rest of his passion, Jesus would exhibit this restraint. Before Pilate, he did not lash out against his accusers, but he let himself be numbered among the transgressors. Before the Roman soldiers crucifying him, he did not lash out against the injustice he endured, but rather he said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. Our Savior's restraint took him to the cross. It led him to succumb to God's wrath over the sins of a world who hated him. Rather than vindicate himself before men, he would let God vindicate him before the world by raising him from the dead. In every instance, Jesus showed forth a completely selfless love when it was never deserved or even desired. He shows us what it truly means to walk the path of God and do it perfectly. This he did in your place, in my place, and in the place of all people. Jesus' restraint took you from being an enemy of God to a child of God. You will be faced with countless opportunities to live this same restraint your Savior showed. And it will not come naturally for you to walk this path. Human nature leads us to think about ourselves more than anything or anybody else. In fact, our society has created a culture in which restraint is seen as weakness. You aren't strong unless you stand up for yourself as aggressively as you are attacked. But remember, the true strength your Savior showed in the Garden of Gethsemane that night was his restraint. He could have lashed out. He could have thrown all of them to the ground. But because Jesus showed restraint, and because he endured all suffering and death out of love for you, Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. He ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he now rules over the whole world. He remains in control of all things that happen. Yes, even in those small, volatile situations you might find yourself in, Jesus is in control. You do not need to fight back against the enemies you face. 
Instead, you can show restraint and love, seeing them as Jesus also looked upon you, a lost sinner who is in need of forgiveness. You can share with them the peace that comes from knowing that the Savior of the world displayed this restraint to perfection. And as a result, he has declared you to be righteous before God. He has forgiven you of all your sins. May the Holy Spirit grant us an extra measure of this restraint that we may live as a living testimony of his love for all people. Amen.